0: Um, these are these are not typical gifts. Sometimes right. the best gift does not come in a box with a bow on it. Um, sometimes it, it's something else. So ask yeah. the family, what can we be? What part of this huge success story can we be a part of?
1: Oh, that's a great way to put it. That's a wonderful, wonderful way to put it. Welcome to a special holiday edition of the Moving Autism Forward podcast. My name is Ashton and I'll be your host. We're excited to share this time with you. Each week, we strive to bring you relevant, hopeful and applicable conversations that explore the latest in autism research, treatment, and all around talk of support and resources. This week will be slightly different as we talk all things holidays, the good, the sometimes stressful and the heartwarming moments, and everything in between. Before we jump in, we wanted to humbly ask that this holiday season you share this podcast with someone who you think would be encouraged by it. We know how overwhelming it can be to share information with friends, family members, neighbors but we hope to create something that you can easily send to a neighbor or friend or family member and be confident that they will be educated and uplifted in 30 minutes one more thing we're going to discuss quite a bit of information and tips in this podcast everything will be in the show notes so don't be overwhelmed while driving or running on that treadmill we have you covered Just go to Takanowblog.com and you'll find everything you need. Okay, to our guests, she's no stranger to the show and many have probably wondered when, how, and what was going to bring Janice Kern back on the show. If you don't know Janice, well, I would suggest you go check out episode number one and number seven. You'll learn everything you need to know about her. Today, we're going to talk about some very specific topics, and we'll hopefully be able to encourage you in this season. So, grab your coffee or turn up that treadmill, and let's listen into the conversation with Janice. Okay, Janice, well, thanks for coming back again on the podcast today. I'm super excited about this episode uh, and a holiday version of the podcast.
0: Me too. Thanks for
1: having me. Um, we spent a little bit of time just brainstorming on this and really speaking about what we felt like would be really valuable to the listeners, um, who are out there. And the first set I want to talk to, um, are parents that have a child with autism and them really starting to plan for the holidays, all the different events, um, all the things that are coming. How, how would you encourage them in reaching out to family, um, in preparing their child and in reaching out to their community?
0: Well, probably the best tip would be to, to plan ahead. You, this is something you're not going to be able to wait and start making decisions the night before a trip, the night before a classroom party, the night before you go caroling with a group of 50 people. Yeah. You need to plan ahead get things on your calendar make a checklist whatever your child is most comforted by Uh, for our son uh, a social story is what is most helpful and it doesn't need to be perfect stick figures are fine but um, he's learned that if it's in the social story that's what he can expect to happen so whatever is comforting for your child use that now and the sooner the better
1: okay so start preparing ahead of time don't wait Um, When we're talking about preparing family members, what's one or two tips that you would throw
0: out? Reach out ahead of time. If you're the hostess, um, say your, your sister is coming home for the holidays and bringing her child with autism or her twins with autism or whatever the case may be, call ahead. Have a discussion about what could you do in your home to help? Children with autism are prone to wandering. Maybe that's a problem. What can you do to your doors? What can you do in your kitchen? What What are some major things you can do that are probably easy but really important? What can you do to help make everyone safe okay. and comfortable?
1: Okay. And then if you are the parent, um, what are some tips of how you can prepare your family for the holiday, whether it's um Calling ahead and talking about food allergies, or calling ahead and talking about um, maybe preparing. We we've referenced before, like a a safe place, having a safe place in the house. Yeah.
0: So if I'm going to spend the holidays with, say, my parents, I would ask. You know, is there a guest room that's available? Is there just any extra space? Okay. So that that can be designated for a child with autism. And used as a place for a break. The time for a break is long before it's really obvious that the child needs a break. So plan to plan to go use this quiet space, or with a favorite game, or a favorite movie, or a favorite toy, or whatever you can think of for your child. You have that in this in this quiet designated space. Maybe you have some sensory toys, um, the br- a br- the brushes, uh, heavy pillows. Um, a weighted blanket, whatever is most comforting for your child, that's where you want that to be, in a quiet designated place. Um, So dinner is almost ready, maybe in about 15 minutes. You go before dinner starts. Okay. Um, 52 people are going to unwrap presents in half an hour. We're going to take the break before that all happens.
1: Okay, are there any tips you would throw out for if helping your child signal you that they may need a break
0: oh you could use a card that says um i need a break he could have it in his pocket and use it you could have a signal just uh, showing you a high five means i need i need i need five minutes or um if there is something established at school ask how if it works well at school ask how you can do it at home If the speech therapist has something that works really well during speech sessions, ask about how you can make it work at home. Okay. That's good. That's good. One more suggestion. I really like pictures. So I can add a couple of things that we've done with pictures. Um, And that's something overall, if there's something you really, really like about the holidays, let's say Santa Claus was a big part of your childhood. And that is so, it's just important to you. You want your kids to visit Santa Claus or you yourself want to visit Santa Claus or caroling, was a singing was a really big part of your family tradition and that's something that you want to continue um, with your own children. Don't be afraid to stick all your eggs in that basket but you've got to be willing to let a bunch of other things go. If you want to focus and make one thing happen, focus on it but do whatever you can to make it go as smoothly as possible. Don't expect your child to just jump on board with you prepare your child, social stories, talk about it, pictures, um, big rewards. I mean, huge rewards, uh, whatever you can think of pictures are an important thing for me, family photos. I really like it. I like to have our family frozen in time in that picture. Just, just one moment that sort of looks like perfection, even if not everyone is smiling and and our clothes don't match or, you know, it doesn't have to be picture perfect, But it is a moment frozen in time that I I love having that. Uh, And it it is not easy. It is getting easier. Uh, But for several years, we would have to mark a spot on the floor, um, count to five, put our child in that little spot. um, And then we would get one picture and that was it. And then we would have to go through this whole thing again. One year when we were doing a family photo, every time the photographer cl- clicked the shutter, our son um, pretended like he had just been shot and he would drastically fall down like this major death scene. So then, you know, we had to go through the whole thing again. And, and, but if p- family photos are a big deal, you can also change it up a little bit. Selfies. Kids like seeing themselves. Do a selfie, get a selfie stick, and wait until your child with autism smiles. Or take a hundred pictures and then pick the best one. It's not like it used to be. We're not developing film here. Just take a ton of pictures. If you want a large group photo, just make it really clear to everybody that we only care about this child. So everybody else better be ready. If you're picking, in your nose during the picture it we're framing it because this child with autism was capable of smiling you should be capable of it too um different things or take individual pictures put them all together in a collage um to get your that so-called family photo uh so get creative but i just wanted to add that in because uh i really i i like the family photo that's a big thing to me so If it helps somebody else who happens to love family photos, great.
1: Yeah, and, you know, some people may have given up on family photos because of their child with autism. And so giving some practical tips of how they can reintroduce that, um, even if you're going to do, like, a big family photo like you just mentioned, um, something that comes to mind is get everybody else set and ready. Check the camera. Do a couple of test shots. Make sure everything is the way that you want
0: it, and then bring – your child to the picture Mm-hmm. and there might have to be there might have to be a doll in this year's family photo there might have to be a stuffed animal or um whatever the case may be so yeah there we're going to create some new traditions when it comes to autism that's for sure that's
1: okay so oftentimes when we have holidays we also have travel so let's talk a little bit about what does it look like what are some tips that you could throw out there for families who are going to be driving, traveling, flying? Those things feel very overwhelming.
0: Yes, yes. So planning ahead. Don't start packing the night before you leave. Start start talking about it. Have a checklist. Maybe have your child involved with packing. Have your child involved with choosing what he's going to bring on this trip. Uh, if your daughter really, really likes um, ribbons, put them all away now and then get them out on the day that you're going to take this long car trip. Um, okay. and if your child really, really likes a certain movie, they watch it a lot, put it away now, bring it out when it's time to travel. Things like okay. that have a lot of rewards on hand, um, but tuck them away right now so that they can they can be the focus instead of the anxiety of leaving home or being in a car or whatever it is for your particular child. Have something fun okay. ready to go.
1: Okay. I also recently read um, the importance of maybe showing pictures of where you're going. Um, what the space is going to look like? Maybe even if you're going to grandma's house, have grandma take pictures of the decorations. Yes.
0: Yeah, great idea. If there, uh, if if listeners are old enough to know what this is, uh, something like a triptych from AAA it outlines and maps your entire travel itinerary and a child can follow along, turn the page. Now we're past, you know, Oklahoma. Now we're past <laughs> wherever we're going and and they can follow this road trip in uh, like a social story. Uh, okay. it, uh, my nephews had it and it was a really cool thing when they were on their way to visit us. I really liked that. Um, so pre- preparing the child. If you can get a picture of the destination, like the exact destination, call your brother and say, take a picture of something neat in your house or something neat in your neighborhood so that we can look forward to seeing it. Send us a picture of you so that we know we're going to visit Uncle Paul. And, and here, remember, here's what he looks like. Um, something fun that Uncle Larry is gonna do with your daughter when you arrive and something for her to really look forward to and Uncle Larry as well. Something that they're going to do together. Anything you can think of to add to the what's gonna happen next that will help your child be prepared.
1: Okay, I like that. I like that a lot. Okay,
0: shifting um I can tell you one more thing, just okay. Thinking yeah. about Uncle Paul, Uncle Larry, all these <laughs> wonderful people we're gonna (laughs) share the holidays with across the country for families Um, hugging is a tough one hugs kisses whatever the typical um, greeting child grandparent welcome greeting is might not always work for the child with autism so prepare your family ahead of time if you're going to visit your grandparents or an aunt whomever and your child, just they're not going to do the hugs and kisses. Just yeah. tell tell grandma and grandpa, we need you to be OK with a high five. We need you to be OK with a fist bump. It really does mean the same thing to our child with autism. It's But it's just what he's capable of right now. So we need you to be OK with that. And we need you to be capable of that, too. This is a hard thing. There's not going to be a lot of eye contact but our child hears and senses everything you are saying and showing and we know that because kids who have spoken much later in life uh they will bring things up that happened years ago so we we know that this is true that that our kids are hearing and and sensing everything that's going on so that's um really important to keep in mind
1: I like that a lot because oftentimes that can be an awkward um, entry. And if you can just prepare everybody for the smoothness of that and make it exciting in a way that is um, safe and easy for the child. Right. And it 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 becomes like a
0: cool thing. mm -hmm. And you could even make the comparison. Uh, For example, in France, it's a typical greeting is not the typical greeting in the United States. Um, so this, the way that my child greets you, it's actually very typical if we go to the right <laughs> place on the planet. So it's, it's kind of a reminder, like, pick your battles. This isn't that big of a deal. And it yeah. really is appropriate for our child, and he is showing affection. So um, some things to keep in mind, yeah.
1: Sure. Well, and I can speak... I will speak on the non-affected side um, to individuals out there who are kind of saying like, Oh, I just don't know. Like, do they want me to say something? Do they not want me to say something? Um, I don't want to offend them. I don't want to, I don't want them to feel isolated and left out there, but I don't know how to do this. And I don't even feel like my house is equipped for it. Um, I think that you need to be brave enough to have the conversation because having the conversation being brave enough to have the conversation um, shows that you care. Yes. And Even if by chance, for whatever reason, maybe it's you thought about it a little bit too late, or maybe they have other plans, or maybe they're not comfortable yet, it doesn't work. You made an effort to include a family. hmm And that means everything. It starts a path of being able to build into that trust. And maybe they can only come for a few minutes. Be okay with that. Don't be Mm hurt by that. Don't be offended by that. Um, That's them making an effort. And that's all you can ask.
0: And to be okay with, I know a family who says when, when our Uh, when, when Dylan's done, he's done Mm -hmm. and we are leaving and we we don't want to apologize for it. It's not something you did. It's not something you said. We're done. We're going to eat. Um, something else to always keep in mind when we get a little bit out of routine and a little off schedule, we learned this the hard way, low blood sugar. Don't wait too long to eat because then you're going to see behaviors for our child. Anyway, we, we see behaviors. Um, and when he did not, he wasn't able to talk to us it took us a long time to figure that out. And it was such a simple thing, but we eventually realized that this was a low blood sugar problem. Um, he just wasn't able to say that he was hungry or explain that. Um, and it happened at a few holiday gatherings because it's, you're just a little out of your norm with food. So that's something to keep in mind. Yeah,
1: that's good. That's really good. Okay. Uh, I want to shift just a tiny bit. Um, Food is a challenging thing um, around the holidays and um, oftentimes there's a lot of feelings that surround food of even not fitting in because of the food that may be present. Maybe I can't even participate because that's there. Um, I wanna encourage listeners to jump onto the TACA website. There's tons of holiday recipes there and I will link that in the show notes. Also, there's a Pinterest page kind of give you some fun things to play with and some ideas. Um, there are traditional meals out there for whatever holiday it is, and those can be somewhat recreated. We have those ideas out there, but there are also some people who are doing some really great work. Uh, be it, you know, there's all kinds of cookbooks out there for celebrations, for special diets there's blogs. Janice, I know that your sister-in-law has a blog that is dedicated to recipes.
0: Uh, It's called Goodbye Bread and Cheese. And she, uh, to improve her own health, removed gluten and casein from her diet and knew that other families had similar questions. So she blogs about it and it, it's really well done, uh, very family friendly. Um, she's a huge Taka supporter too, so she she gets it. Um, so that would be a good one for parents to check out. Yeah, we'll
1: link into that as well. And
0: I don't know. If just she's, I think uh, I think she could be considered a huge Taka supporter. She's a huge Janice family supporter, I guess it would, might be a better way to put it. <laughs>
1: Well, that in and of itself is a huge taco supporter. So um, she just might not know that. But I really, like I think if if families can get to the place where they're willing to try new things for the holidays, um, but also if you're hosting, like if you're hosting a party and you're going to be hosting a family with specific dietary needs, regardless of if it's a child with autism or something else, it is becoming very prominent. Get out there and see what you can do to prepare a meal that includes them because there's nothing, it's strange. Like in our culture, food is so surrounds so many things that we do and including someone in your food preparations means everything. I mean, for myself, like, for Thanksgiving this year, my grandparents got special cornbread so that they could make, like, cornbread dressing for me.
0: Meals and traditional celebrations, we associate certain foods with that. So to include the people you love and care about in what you're making in your kitchen, it's a, it's a sign of affection. There's no doubt about it. To To go the extra mile and include someone who has... Food allergies, um, a specific diet to improve their health. Uh, you go the extra mile. It's, you know, skip the gift. That's really yeah. There that's you go. Really a gift.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. I want to end on one last note, and that is some gift giving ideas. We spoke about um, the importance of giving <gasps> gifts to teachers, educators, therapists who have worked closely with your child. Um, throughout the year, and you said you might have a few thoughts.
0: Yeah, uh, okay. we use this time of year to acknowledge people who've really been a big part of Charlie's journey, and of course, teachers fall into that category, uh, no doubt about it. And some teachers, I mean, just above and beyond. So this is a time when you know we take advantage of of acknowledging that um, a small card, even if it, just a note of appreciation. Um, a a small gift from your child like a just a picture in a frame or a note that your child has written their own name on or a thumbprint or whatever your child can do um just something uh, to acknowledge teachers who have helped speech therapists occupational therapists even a we had a piano teacher i still do have a piano teacher for our children and She's been very welcoming to Charlie, and I think that's even bigger. The people who aren't designated for special needs kids, mm. but they've welcomed your child into their taekwondo class, that's their good. dance class, or whatever the case may be, that's when I tend to want to show some extreme appreciation, because it's it's harder for them. They don't have the background uh, to involve my child. And uh, So one year, I contacted all of the piano students that this piano teacher had, and I made a video for her with all of these kids' pictures, and, and it was over the top, you know, not many people can are going to want to do that, but it happens to be something that I love doing, and it was easy for me, and, and it didn't cost anything. It just took, a, you know, maybe an hour or so of my time. It meant the world to this teacher, and I guarantee, I don't ever have to give her anything else, ever. <laughs> she, it meant so much to her, it, it really did. Um, so just think outside of the box. Do you have a special talent or something that you can share that maybe nobody else can do for this teacher or therapist? Um it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to cost a lot. but um just think about think of some way to acknowledge these special people in your child's life. Now, on the flip side, giving gifts to a child with autism, that can be hard because oh, that's they're, good. Um, I mean, I remember the first time, Charlie, ever asked for anything. Of course he got it because he never asked for anything. Um, so that was that's a big deal. It, it can be hard to know what to get these kids. Something to think about. What is this family specifically working on? What is this child specifically working on? What is a goal they have? Is there something in the IEP even at school that you can help be a part of? That's good. Maybe even a gift of money and tell the family, I know that you want to purchase an iPad to help your child communicate. That's I good. know that you're trying to buy a, um, a a special sensory swing for your child's room. We don't know where to buy this. We don't know how much it costs, but here's money that we want to add to that and let us know when you get it. That's good. Um, so, something like that. What are you working on? Or um, a- ask other families. If you, sometimes it, you'll see a child that really reminds you of your niece mm. who has autism. Ask that family. I'm trying to think of something to give my niece. What would your family love? Most families would love overnight childcare. Just <laughs> here's a
1: coupon. Here's a coupon. Again, you got to build that trust.
0: You have to yes, build that yes, trust. Yes. Um sometimes kids don't have a great response to a gift so they if it's not something that they really wanted they may just toss it aside or even say this I don't like this you know and well heck one time my own niece did that to me when I was 22 years old and um and she certainly didn't have autism and it's uh, obviously I've not let her forget about that
1: I can tell it, oh, yeah. I hope she's listening
0: uh, <laughs> So um, that that can happen, and, and just to kind of be prepared uh, for, for that reaction. But a friend of mine, her daughter loves ribbons, you know, so mm. the, sometimes the, the outside of the package is even more exciting than what's in it. Or if a child really likes opening gifts, then maybe more gifts, but smaller. Um, That's good. Less expensive, but more of them. That's a bigger piece of excitement for this child. Other kids, they can't, they can't do the gift wrapping yet. They can't really open a gift. They can't unwrap something. So maybe, um, maybe you'll just give them something. Let's say it's a flashlight. Yeah. And you will then maybe turn off all the lights in one room and let them play around with it. Or, um, you know, just to get creative. It doesn't have to be given in that standard big box with a, with a bow on top
1: yeah i love your suggestion of what is the family working on right now or what right now like it's in the iep that they're trying to make progress on
0: Um, for example our son would really like to get his driver's license one day i i don't know if that's possible it's something we are going to work toward uh it the fact that it's a goal for him is, is a really big deal so um so i'm hoping that my brothers and sisters and you know get him a car. We <laughs> wink. wink. <laughs> a girl can dream. A girl can dream. A girl can dream. And um, I and I
1: have to tell you I I know several families that have 20 something year old um kids with autism who have gotten their driver's license.
0: So, Yeah. Oh, I I think it might be obtainable. I, I think um, so too. We're we're working
1: on it. That's for sure. That's awesome. Well, we'll put everything in the show notes. I also want to just make note that if you do any holiday shopping and you go to Amazon, you can actually put in Taka as your nonprofit Amazon Smile. A portion of every purchase goes to Taka, which is a great easy way that doesn't cost you a single dime to support Taka and be a part of the community, whether you're an aunt, a mom, a sister, a neighbor, a teacher,
0: parent. Yeah. yeah, it's like giving twice, really, without having to cry. Yeah, so yeah. Amazon Smile when you're shopping on shopping for gifts. Great idea. Yeah. Great suggestion.
1: Yeah. So well, listen. Um, I really appreciate you taking time today just to give us some really great stories, but also some really great tangible tips of surviving the holidays but not just surviving really thriving through the holiday season um in every aspect and i know this is going to be a really great tool and resource for families um this season
0: yeah i agree it is going to be thanks for having me
1: i Uh, love talking to you i love talking to you and we hope that the kern family has a wonderful holiday season
0: thanks thanks very much
1: Friends, how we hope that this podcast inspired you and put some good ideas in your holiday toolbox. The holidays can be hard for anyone, but for those living with autism, it can feel like mission impossible. Our goal today was to help you feel like it's possible again. We want to thank Janice for sharing so many tips and insider tricks with us and helping us laugh in the middle of this season. I don't know about you, but I am personally grateful for Janice this holiday. Okay, two notes before we close up. Remember, when you are wrapping up your holiday shopping or just doing year round shopping, you can go to smile.amazon.com and add Taka as your nonprofit of choice. A portion of every purchase is donated to Taka and it doesn't cost you a thing. Second note share the show with a friend. The autism numbers tell us that there are so many families affected by autism, and we want to be an easy and safe resource that you can share to encourage a new parent or help a family member understand your world a little more. Well, friends, that's going to do it for us in this special holiday episode. Check out all the show notes at takanowblog.com And from our family to yours, we wish you a happy and safe holiday. We'll be back right after Christmas with our last podcast of 2016. You do not want to miss it. Until next time, keep moving forward.